I want to apologize when I had originally uploaded this episode late last night to make good on my promise to deliver that on Tuesday. I was really excited to get that out. When I had edited the episode, I listened to it on 2x speed because I had I already knew what I said. I knew where my edits were. I knew where I screwed up and needed to chop stuff out. When I listened to it on 2x speed and edited it on 2x speed, what I didn't solve for was that when I put it back together, some of those clips were not going to line up properly. So what you ended up with was kind of a jumbled mess. I apologize for that. Um, I've gone through the episode now with a very fine tooth comb to make those edits and make sure that everything flows together properly because there's a lot of value in there. So I, I hope that you'll uh, re-listen if you listened to it already. And uh, if you haven't already listened, here are my key takeaways from episode 100, James Heller, the CEO of Rapify. Welcome to Out of Home Insider, the first podcast made just for media and marketing executives about how to create alchemy in the real world. My name is Tim Rowan. For the past three years, I've been interviewing industry experts for their unique insight on this topic. And today's recap is of episode 100, The Century Mark, with James Heller, CEO of Rapify, the performance-driven ad platform built on the gig economy, and the first three-time Inc. 5000 company in the out-of-home industry. Let me get this one out of the way up front. At some point, we have all benefited from someone giving us a shot. So pay that shit forward. It's the natural order of things. Givers gain. And for me, almost four years ago, James gave me a shot at interviewing him on the very first episode of this podcast. Two important footnotes on that. One, I knew absolutely nothing about out of home. And two, I knew absolutely nothing about how to do a podcast. Because of that, though, well, you and I, we've been on this journey together, and there's a lot left for us to discover. That's the first key takeaway from not only the episode we're talking about, but also just about James as a person. Eventually, we all need someone to take a chance on us for one reason or another. Maybe it's in a professional relationship, or maybe it's in a personal one, but here's to making a few well-placed bets. Another thing I'm reminded of by James is that the common thread between everyone I've interviewed, executives, founders, thought leaders, anyone who's really excelling at the thing they love most is that they didn't quit. They were either too stubborn to stop or too passionate to be turned away. But either way, they just kept going. Regardless of their background, their upbringing, where they went to school, if they went to school, how many times they'd failed or succeeded before, anyone who is excelling at the thing they love has just kept going. Okay, now into the nitty gritty. At one point, James makes a comment about how if as an industry, we just focused on conquesting digital ad fraud dollars, that we would double or triple the size of the industry. So I wanted to see for myself how that math checks out and whether or not this could be a viable position for you, for us as an industry, uh, save for programmatic digital out of home who has their own fraud problems to solve. Sorry, not sorry. Here's the math. Global estimates for digital ad spend is between $570 billion and $660 billion for 2023. Ad fraud impacts different digital ad formats differently, but the 10% figure seems to be a conservative estimate that everyone can agree on. That means $57 to $66 billion is going to end up as pure waste this year. But that case isn't strong enough by itself. It's emotionally engaging. It's frustrating for sure. So let's balance that emotion with a bit of logic. 
let's pretend you have an ad budget of $100 and that you're committed to a 100% digital ad strategy. Off the top, you know that 10% or $10 of that is straight waste. So pull out a tenner and light it on fire. That means you're spending $90 of your original 100 on reaching real people. Awesome. Now, this doesn't matter much if all your competitors are using the same strategy. Everyone's being impacted about the same. Uh, But let's pretend you're actually not interested in being the same as everyone else and you want to capture your unfair share of the market. You're still using that $100 ad budget. Your budget hasn't increased. You peel a $10 bill off the top rather than lighting on fire and you give it to out of home. Spend the other 90 on your digital strategy. You're still going to take that 10% fraud whack on the 90, which is $9. So 90 becomes 81. You've reduced your risk a little bit there too, if you want to look at it through that lens. You know that your $10 of out of home, your 10% that's going out of home is fraud free because, well, given the exception of a few NPCs that I run into, the real world is populated with real people. out of home investment plus your $81 of digital after fraud equals 91 effective ad dollars on that original $100 budget. You might think it's only $1 difference. What's the big deal? It's actually a 1% difference. And without getting into how the out of home makes your digital ad strategy work better and yield a higher return on pure ad spend basis, what's the value of 1% extra a month? Well, it's a concept that's called the aggregation of marginal gains and is more simply thought of as compounding interest. 1% better than your competitor each month for 12 months? Well, now you're that much further ahead. This fits really well into something you know I'm big into, which is this idea that allocation is the new optimization. So take that one and file it away there. I'll expand on this idea in some future content with application to both local and enterprise use cases, how to introduce that idea in those different settings, which dovetails nicely into another point that James makes, which is really important to consider, which is who the decision makers are and who they're increasingly becoming. Because as we go into the next three to five years, more of the marketing decision makers will have only known a world with the internet, with programmatic digital as it is on the internet with measurement having a particular meaning to do with attribution and a feedback loop. How is your organization bridging the gap on that conversation? Are you skating to the puck? Think about how different the meaning of just two words are when translating from the internet to a real world marketing perspective. There's two words, programmatic measurement. On the internet, that means measuring by channel spend to a cost per acquisition or a cost per action. And out of home, that could mean a DSP slick targeting. It could mean how we count impressions for programmatic planning. It could mean attribution. It could mean a lot of things. That's the challenge. And if you're listening to this podcast, then it's likely something you're already thinking about. But ready or not, it's here. Which again is a perfect segue into another pain point for a lot of folks that James touches on, which is how out of home media is valued. Now, it wasn't the topic we were talking about specifically. But it was the key takeaway for me that those same marketers who grew up in the digital ad world, they want to play with out of home. And why wouldn't you? It's the ultimate creative canvas, regardless of what generation of marketing you grew up in or practice in. So how do we help more brands to consider budget allocation differently? How do we give more marketers the coolest toolbox in marketing that, oh, by the way, drives results like crazy? How do we do that? Well, 
something that James touches on is when you have focus on bottom funnel conversations with advertisers about how out of home contributed to their business metrics, the KPIs that they care about, it becomes far less about the media cost and more about the media opportunity, whether that has uh, you know impact to lowering overall CAC or it's the objective to gobble up market share. So long as the math makes sense that when I put $1 in, I get $3 out, the CPM doesn't matter a whole lot. But to get there, it means really stepping into the conversation about measurement and attribution. So if you're looking for more content on that topic, I'll link to part one of a multi-part blog series that I'm confident when all is said and done will be the most complete source on the topic. And we've had an amazing crowd swell of momentum and support since the conference two weeks ago. So as an order of housekeeping, I'd like to help everyone new here get acquainted with our layout on things. Uh, the home for everything here is the OOHinsider.com. There you will find every episode, video, or blog that uh, I've, I've put together as part of this platform. Once you're there, there are a few ways to get in touch and to stay in touch. First is by subscribing to our email list. That's pretty prevalent on the right-hand side of just about every page on the website. Second is by subscribing on whatever platform you love listening to podcasts on, so likely the one you're listening to right now on. Uh, so you know as soon as there is new content. Sometimes I'm a day behind on the email. I try not to clog up your inbox, so definitely encourage you to subscribe wherever you're going to be listening. I also want to draw attention to a feature on the website that I'm really excited to start getting some use out of, and that's the little microphone button. You can send me a message directly um, about anything. It could be a question, a comment, a, a guest suggestion. Really, I'd love to to start fielding some of your questions, and maybe we can even turn it into an Ask Me Anything style segment in future episodes. I think that would be a lot of fun. Okay, and last thing for today, again, for anyone new here, we use a bit of an unorthodox organization system with the seasons of the podcast. There are three primary types of content that you can expect here. One are these guest recap episodes of long-form conversations distilled down into the key nuggets that stand out to me. The other are the long-form conversations that those originate from. We call those guest spotlights. Those are the industry executives, founders, thought leaders. Really, it's the folks that selfishly I want to learn from the most and are most available to me and my network at the given time. Lastly, our op-ed style thought pieces where you and I explore different concepts or go deeper on an idea that is particularly interesting or important to me. So season one are the guest spotlights, season two are the recaps, and season three are the op-ed style episodes that don't fit into either of those buckets. And if you're one of the growing companies in Out of Home who is hiring or someone in Out of Home who's looking to write their next chapter in a growing company, then I encourage you to check out doubleohired.com. It's the first completely free career marketplace dedicated just for Out of Home. That's powered by Out of Home Insider. You can get to doubleohired.com from the OOHinsider.com to now. So one centralized jumping off point if you want to get started. All right, that's it for today. Remember, share of voice equals share of mind and share of mind equals share of market. So when you have something to say, make it count.